0: Okay, so what now? <laughs> That's what I thought too. Hey everyone, welcome back to Spooky State of Mind. I'm Alex. I'm Jasmine. All right, and this week we are covering. Let me go.
1: Technical difficulties. Right, we're,
0: yeah, we're a bit of, hot, of, a, of a hot mess right now. Well, actually, it's not just right now; it's always. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I have the Google Doc with like my research open, but I'm like, what's the actual topic?
1: I hope I have the right topic otherwise um this episode's gonna be a shit show
0: all right we are covering no sleep the no sleep subreddit or
1: yeah scary stories.
0: it's funny because i was gonna say it's perfect i guess it's in like the spooky mood you know because we're in the spooky season but it's literally a spooky podcast you know it's
1: funny because i love spooky stuff but halloween is not we discussed this last time didn't we i'm just gonna be quiet now
0: i don't think so you like spooky stuff but we didn't talk about halloween
1: didn't we say how we like halloween but we love christmas even more
0: (laughs) well i know you like christmas more but i do i do i like them for different reasons
1: you know i have Halloween decorations and stuff. I just don't get to put them up this year, which is fine. There's always next year. You can still put them up. It's only September. No, they're they're put away in storage. And then I don't even know what box they're in.
0: Got it. Now, our guest room is filled with Halloween decorations that I bought this year because we left everything when we moved. We only moved with basically our clothes and our bed. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, it was a big move and it was so expensive to get a U-Haul. It was cheaper to repurchase everything here. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, we just went on Marketplace or got our stuff from Ikea. Yeah. But it was really nice because I went Halloween shopping.
1: Ooh, did you get any good stuff?
0: Yes. We went to like a home decor store and we found the gnome. Actually, it reminded me of your story from last week. Let me go get it so I can show you.
1: Yeah, at least she had a good weekend. I have been sick. All week long probably the worst cold I've ever had when was the last week on Labor Day weekend I went camping with my fiance and siblings and um, it was really really hot probably easily a hundred plus degrees I think it was about 105. So we got, we got a boat, we went to the lake, and I didn't think much of it. So when I got in the water, it was freezing cold. So, oh, so cold, I was not expecting that. So jumping in and out of the water multiple times, my body didn't like it, didn't react too well. And within four hours of being back to our campsite, I knew instantly that I was gonna be sick. And it's been like that for me all week long. So I'm still trying to get over it.
0: Wait, what are you talking about?
1: I'm talking about me being sick.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You're telling our listeners or like our. Yes, I was. <laughs> two listeners? Yes. It was probably my cousin and Gary.
1: Yeah. And maybe. And Jazz. <laughs> I have to show him our first episode. Oh, and Becky.
0: Becky will oh. listen. So, four listeners.
1: Woo. I can make a secret account.
0: <laughs> We're going to be the only listens that we have. All right. All right. So, this little guy, I'll post a picture on Instagram. He and is it's so a little gnome. cool. With a little banner that says Wicked. And I mean, his clothes are all disheveled, but you can see his ribs and his bony hands. See, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I see. He has a raven on his shoulder. He's wearing little chanclas, which is really cute. <laughs> And then he has a little spider on his hat, on his little gnome hat. And he's just such a little cute guy. And I think I'm going to keep him on our yard year round. He is cute. I love that. But everything else was just like little things like pumpkins and ghosts and little, the wooden signs and stakes to put in the ground.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to buy more stuff. I don't even remember what I have, but I have these like little potion bottles that I like. And I think last year I put in them like salt. I don't remember what it says on there. I think it has like bone dust or whatever. So I put like salt in one of them, and I was like, okay, that's as creative as I'm gonna get.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's cute. I got these little from like I guess it's called like Bullseye's Playground, which is like the dollar section from Target. I got these little vials, and they're just filled with you know paper or glitter, and it has different things like zombie dust or spider legs, stuff like that. I got three little ones just to decorate for inside the house
1: that's so cool so we are doing this we have uh, delayed this a little bit mostly because of me like i said i've been sick so i'm feeling well enough now to get on here and do this thank god
0: i mean i haven't posted our first episode it's just there that's okay
1: that's all right we have an agenda okay It's okay.
0: I went first last week. So do you want to go first this week?
1: Yes, I can go first this week. I don't even know how to start. Let's see how I'm going to do this. It's like first person. So we're summarizing these stories. This story I read, actually, when it first came out, it probably one of my favorites i have it saved on my saved section just because i thought i thought it was pretty good one of the one of those that don't really have an answer in the end and i like the ones that keep you wondering um so this one is by robert mort it's called i played hide and seek with my son and found something terrifying i don't know if you've read it
0: <laughs> i mean i don't really read no sleep too much because i listen to the no sleep podcast yeah
1: so I, I do to
0: so much on there well no because i can't read them because if i do then i won't sleep <laughs> <laughs> i'll literally be awake reading them
1: you know some of these stories are actually pretty scary i think the first one that ever got me into it was the one of the husband that's saying i don't know if you've read it i think you said you had where he says his wife keeps peeking at him around the corner. Yeah, that story was scary (laughs) and it got me into it.
0: I think the first story that really got me into it was... It was this old lady talking about her dad and how he was a war hero. He would kill the monsters in her village. Mm-hmm. And it made it seem like they were dirty, disgusting monsters. Like like I was straight up thinking about vampires, werewolves, different things like that. Because that's how the story was written. And she ends up pulling out her dad's memorabilia, showing it off and his medals that he won for the service. And he was a Nazi. Oh
1: my God. And I was God. like, oh my.
0: It got me because it wasn't about monsters. It was something so real. Wow. And I'm just like, he was hunting people. It's just, oh, that one got to me because it was so real. And oh, I think that was one of the first ones. Oh,
1: wow. that I got to find that.
0: I'll try to find the episode on there because then it'll say what the story is. But I feel like stuff like that usually scares me so much more than things with monsters or cryptids or scary stories or anything like that. Just because it's reality. I feel like reality is so much scarier than anything you could ever make up sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's something that might not ever happen to you to me like but it could the possibility that it could that's what's scary and i think that's what i love please i don't want anything to come into my home or anything like that i like to be scared
0: yeah but i think that's also why the type of scary movies that scare me the most are things about demonic possession and exorcisms because i grew up catholic yep it just it hits so close to home it absolutely terrifies me Oh yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, but I feel like that's probably some of the scariest... It's the scariest things because, you know, it's how I grew up. I'm absolutely petrified of anything like that happening because, yeah. you know, anyone who is a skeptic or a non-believer will always attribute it to mental illness. Oh, They'll yeah. Try definitely. to find some reasoning to it. And I'm over here thinking you might not find a scientific reason because science might not have an explanation for it yet.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: It's, I mean, the world used to be flat until some guys said it wasn't. The universe used to revolve around the earth. Yeah. I think that's why I believe in the paranormal. I'm just like, you know what?
1: Sometimes there's no explanation.
0: Uh-huh. And I'm just like, you know what? It might just be science that hasn't been scienced yet.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like our first story. It could be like, our first story is, our first story takes place, no particular. It's just an piece house <laughs> in um, Robert Mort's house. I want to refer to a name, but I don't know if Robert Mort is really the right name to use. That's just the poster's name. Let's just call him Jim.
0: Sorry to any Jims out there.
1: Actually, no. I think OP is a woman. <laughs> oh my God, what a fail.
0: Okay, we're just, can we cut that out, please? Okay. You want to do like an ambiguous name? Yes. Taylor? Okay, Jordan. Taylor.
1: Yes, Taylor. I think it is the, uh, at first I thought it was a male, but I think, I don't remember what made me believe it was a woman. So, don't yeah, assume their just, gender. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no. I know exactly why. Because her son starts calling her mommy. Oh, okay. Go back and rewind and start again. (laughs) Okay, so our first story, we're gonna name the main character Taylor. There's no specific name, so I'm just gonna call her Taylor. Story is called, like I said, I played hide and seek with my son and found something terrifying. Taylor explains that during quarantine, her and her four-year-old played a lot of hide and seek. And, you know, because she's a mom and she's obviously knows more about the game than her child she added some extra rules it's three rules one of them being that she's the only one that hides just because he doesn't want to actually so she hides he doesn't want to totally fine pretty normal mom mom kid relationship right
0: i was gonna say that would be wonderful if i get to hide while my kid looks for me
1: yeah two she has to call out "yoo-hoo" every few minutes or he'll never find her and three, when he's close enough, she's going to pop out like a hand or a foot out of the hiding spot so he could see her and then he thinks that he found her. And she's really funny because she's like, oh, four-year-olds are so stupid. Like, I like her because she's very real. I'm not a parent, but I feel like parents are exactly like your reaction. Like, oh, hide and seek, I get some time to myself. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought that was really funny. She just explains that she didn't have a lot of uh, money to buy him toys. And they just had moved into this house. You know, moving and all of that takes up a lot of your paycheck. You know, she made up that hide and seek game to pass some time. So on this particular night, it's almost bedtime. But uh, her son, Benjamin, is excited and happy and not sleepy at all. Very normal. And he's saying, hide again, hide again. They were already playing. So he wants one more round. And she tells him it's almost bedtime and he's asking her, please, just one more game. So she gives in and she says, okay, just, you know, one more game. Go ahead and go to another room and count. So he runs around the corner as fast as he could and she could hear him start counting. So she starts looking through the house. Where can I hide? Where can I go? And she looks down the hallway and she thinks, perfect, hallway closet, that's the perfect spot to hide. So she opens the door, she gets inside, you know, amongst all her coats and all her sweaters and everything like that. Um, and she mentions that she pulls out her phone and... Just like you said, this is her only free time. So she's really excited to be able to have a few minutes to herself. And she starts looking through her phone and through posts and all of that. And soon enough, she starts to hear his little footsteps running outside. And she hears him going to another room, like the dining room, and she waits for a while. She, after a few minutes, she doesn't hear him coming her way. So she opens the door and she calls out, yoo to grab his attention. So then he starts coming towards her and she hears his footsteps and he's laughing and having a good old time. I don't know where he stopped. He's probably listening or looking for her and he goes upstairs and she just, th- she thinks to herself, what an idiot. <laughs> things to an idiot that's okay though more time for me right so she closes she says she opens the door a little bit more and she sees his feet go up the stairs and she's like alright whatever goes back on her phone um, while he's up there she could hear him giggling and he's calling for her mommy where are you where are you and while all that is happening she starts to wonder to herself I wonder if a mom invented hide and seek like I wonder if she invented it with the intent to have more time for herself while her kids look for her
0: I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if it were a mom or a parent who invented it. Just like playing doctor. Yeah, because then you get to lay down, lay down while your kid finds out what's wrong with you. Seriously. So, yes, she's
1: wondering if a mom invented hide and seek. It was because it's so brilliant and she gets time to herself. And as she's thinking that, she stops and she hears upstairs, yoo Mind you, it's just her and her kid in the house. As she hears this, as she freaks out, and she was like, oh, hell no. So she gets out of the closet. She starts yelling for him, and she's like, Benjamin, oh my god, there's some- there's someone in the house. Somebody's here, I gotta save my son. Starts going upstairs, and she's looking for him. She's like, Benjamin, Benjamin, where are you? And she hears his giggles, like, you know, somewhere. As she's going up the stairs, she could hear his giggles.
0: But are they his giggles or are they someone else's giggles? They're
1: his giggles. Yeah.
0: Are we sure that they're his giggles and not someone trying to pretend that they're his giggles?
1: No, they're his giggles because as she goes up there, she hears, I see your feet. Oh my god. So she's freaked out at this point. She goes up there. She starts looking through all the rooms. And she's looking for him. Benjamin, Benjamin, where are you? Finally, she goes to her room. And she opens the door. And she doesn't see him. And she's yelling for him. She hears like a door crack. And it's her bathroom door. And she just sees his little eyes peeking up at her. He's scared. So she grabs him. And she's like, oh my my god, God. are you okay? Yeah, she's like, I gotta get out of (laughs) here. I don't
0: think you can see it, but I literally... I literally have chills
1: right now. Yeah, dude. She's in survival mode. She's like, I need to get out of here. There is an intruder in my house. I have no idea who's here. We gotta go. So as she's trying to walk out of the room, like comforting her son, she could see his face is like fixated on something behind her. Oh my god. Yeah, so she turned around, and she looks at her dresser. I imagine it's one of those tall dressers that have, like, the two big doors, and it seems like one of them is open. And amongst all her clothes and her coats, when she looks, there's feet at the bottom of the oh dresser. Yeah, <laughs> there are feet. So she, she books it. She's like, I'm out of here. So she starts running downstairs with her son, grabs her keys, and as she's heading for the front door, she hears like heavy footsteps like just go bum, bum, from the dresser and just start going trying to walk downstairs and she gets out she goes I think to her friend's house she calls the police she says you know I heard somebody in my house I need somebody to go over there and make sure everything's okay so yeah the police go they search the house nobody was there no sign of that anybody went in there or broke anything, windows, doors, nothing. There's no sign of anyone breaking and entering the home. And so she just decides, I'm not going back for a while. And she stays at her friend's house for weeks. So every time she says that she's so terrified about what happened and not knowing who was there, every time she closes her eyes, all she can think of are those feet that she saw. And she's saying they looked so abnormal. Like they looked swollen like they were waterlogged and gray the toenails were all split it just didn't look right so because she had just moved into that home she didn't have a lot of money it needs to be furnished just like a lot of people do she was getting a lot of secondhand furniture so she was remembering back to when she bought that dresser and how the person that she bought it from was a son that was selling his mom's belongings because she had died so she's just wondering how did she die who's feet were those what is this about
0: oh my god was it the old lady who died we was don't it know demon haunting her
1: what if the old lady was an evil person and she had somebody trapped in there
0: or what if she was a good person and she just trapped an evil spirit there
1: or somebody killed her in there and dumped the dresser in water how who knows we don't know
0: oh my god that is one of my biggest fears to be at home home alone with my kid and someone's in the house yeah it just it straight up is like when a stranger calls the calls coming from inside the house oh my, no i just i can't i can't yep. it's just, <laughs> i have literally had thoughts about if that happens what's my escape route how am yeah. i getting us out yeah like if they're in which part of the house which way am i going how am I getting out? Yeah. Where am I running to? And it's in every scenario, it's I don't care about anything except my kid. Yeah. Like my kid and my dogs. And I mean, I guess it makes me feel a little safer because I have two big dogs. But it's still I don't feel safe sometimes because it's just terrifying.
1: Yeah. You know what? Um, I don't have a big dog. I have a little dog. I don't even think he (laughs) weighs 20 pounds. Um, But he's also not aggressive. So for me, it's more like if somebody was to get in my house, all they have to do is approach my dog in a happy manner and he's going to be sold. Like, all right, you're friendly. Forget the fact that I can't see your face or I've never met you before. You gave me some belly rubs. I trust you now.
0: (laughs) Anytime, because we have squirrels in the backyard and we have birds. For the most part, the dogs are just chill and they'll just look at them and occasionally bark from inside the house but it's when they start barking like crazy or when their heckles are raised it freaks me out and it freaks me out when they start barking like that and they're not looking outside they're not looking at the window they're barking at some random place in the house a random spot in the house yeah it freaks me out so much because I'm like, what do you guys see? What do you guys sense? That I don't. Uh Uh-huh. And like, I know that my dogs are in tune with other stuff like that because if i'm having a panic attack or if i'm not feeling well same thing with gear. The they will come up to us it's like hey something's wrong like they they know so oh it just freaks me out
1: yep one of my favorite stories that i've come across oh
0: my god and i was over list. here thinking i'm like my mind straight up went to oh she heard the footsteps and the giggles it's probably some demon ki- like some demon impersonating her kid or something like that because kids also freak me out yeah <laughs> <laughs> kids in demonic possession that's scariest thing oh yeah dogs
1: and kids are very in tune with that stuff yeah imagine your kid telling you I see something over there oh hell no mm-hmm. we're leaving
0: tell it to go away oh it's like that one I think it was on vine where it's they're like in an office and he's like there's only it's like there's only one thing worse than a rapist they remove a piece of paper and it's like a child I remember that. <laughs> That's a good one. A child. A child. They're terrifying. Okay, so there yeah. was this one time, speaking of children, and I was I was probably in high school, probably my it was probably like my freshman year of high school and i was just chilling on my bed and my younger sibling was in the room because the computer was in my room and they were just playing a computer game and mind you they're nine years younger than me so i'm probably i'm like 14 15 years old so they're a kid and i'm just chilling on my bed probably just listening to music on my ipod and i just hear this guttural noise coming from my sibling like it is my sibling's voice but not (sighs) Oh and I mean, God. you know them. They, yeah, you've known them for such a long time. They had a really high pitched voice. Yeah. And what they were saying was like, I'm gonna, it sounded like, oh, I can't even do it. It was so guttural. It wasn't words, it was just noises like. <laughs> like it was so weird and I was just looking in their direction because it's a big office chair and they're small so I can't see them in the chair because they're turned away from me they're facing the computer I see on the computer it's they're playing just a game a kid game and I'm just like hey are you okay (laughs) and they turn around and they're saying crisscross applesauce and they just turn around and they're like yeah I'm fine and I'm like
1: uh-uh. Oh. throw the whole kid away
0: and i'm like okay what was that noise you just made i didn't make a noise i was quiet excuse me no the fuck you weren't <laughs> i was like are you sure you didn't say anything and they just looked at me with a look of pure confusion like huh no like i no i was like okay well you can go back to your game went back to their game nothing ever happened like that again and i asked them about it later like months like another time after that too and i was like hey do you remember this time and they're just like no
1: no that's weird no idea.
0: And I'm just like, you are not, they are not pulling a fast one on me. You know them. They could not do that.
1: Yeah, they can't really lie like that either. <laughs> no. They would have ended up laughing.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, kids, uh uh-uh. uh, terrifying.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I would have told um your mom and dad, and mom, dad, there are now two of us. <laughs> 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 we don't have another sibling anymore. Sorry. <laughs>
0: it's back to just us two. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jesus Christ. Christ. Terrifying. So did you come across any stories that you liked?
0: Yeah, and mine's not scary at all. That's
1: what you say, but sometimes we get into it and we realize, no, no, that is scary.
0: No, mine wasn't scary. It was, it reminded me, it's not a cryptid. It's a mythical creature. That's what mine dealt with. Oh, okay. So that's what mine was. All right. So the one I did, so the story I got was, it's called The Horse by the Pond. And the user is Andromeda Iced Latte. Oh. That's a cute username. Yeah, it is. Basically, this boy is warned by his grandma to avoid any white horse by a body of water. There's this one time he was hiking and he saw a beautiful white horse drinking from a pond right off the trail. And he swears that the horse is calling his name in this beautiful angelic voice. And he wanted to approach the horse, but he remembered what his grandma told him. So he just ran away and he's like, nope, get the fuck out of here. And he was like, I'm just gonna get out of the woods. Yeah. But as he kept running, he was surprised because he circled back to the pond and he had taken this trail multiple times. He grew up by it. He knew it. So he didn't understand how he was back at the pond and he saw the horse again and the horse just kept calling his name and he was just drawn to this horse. But his grandma's voice was at the back of his head. So he tried running away again and again and again, but he always ended up back at the pond. And each time his grandma's voice grew softer and his urge to to go see the horse was growing stronger. Oh my God. He finally gave in and went to pet the horse and she was friendly, she bowed her head and he reached his hand out. And he's just thinking, wow, this is such a nice horse. Why would my grandma, (gasps) and the horse bit him. The horse bit down on his hand and began dragging him towards the water. And he was submerged, couldn't break free and he was wrapped in between the horse's legs. So the horse was oh, biting no. down on his hand and had him basically like in a death lock or like in a I guess like a head, headlock. Yeah. And he's really struggling. He can't breathe. He's panicking. And I don't know if you've ever been like close to drowning or anything like that. It's absolutely terrifying. Yeah but through the water he heard this loud bang and the horse let him go and yeah the the horse was startled he let go and he was able to get to the surface and he saw a man with a rifle and the old man let him know that the horse was a kelpie and the guy tells him that his grandma had warned him about white horses near water and that he should avoid them at all costs but no matter how many times he ran away he always ended up at the pond. And so the old man let him know that the Kelpie's power is growing stronger and before running away was fine. The old man let him know that the Kelpie was getting stronger and before running away was all that was needed. You could run away and you'd be safe but now the kelpie is able to even as you're running away further it still has some control over you it has a pull towards you Uh so you need to startle it and that's the only way you're going to survive so gunshots are essentially the way wow and so
1: just like a loud loud noise
0: yeah just a loud noise or something to startle the kelpie and then the guy was wondering he's like if the kelpie's been around for a while why has he never seen it Yeah. He's been on the trail dozens of times. He grew up there. And the old man explains that Kelpies are shapeshifters, but more often than not appear as horses. So that the Kelpie was probably watching the guy. His grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. He explains that the Kelpie was probably watching him and picked him, and the guy just had no idea. And he probably wasn't a horse, he was probably a bird. An insect, a small animal, just following him so he could be discreet. You're not going to pay attention to a squirrel or like a little brown bird in the forest.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: The old man drives the guy back home and soon after the encounter, the guy gets a gun license gets a gun and keeps it on him at all times and warns everyone about white horses near bodies of water. And that's it. I told you it wasn't scary, but it's not scary. (laughs) But I chose this story not because it was scary, but because I, I like folklore and I like mythology. So I was, I kind of did like not a deep dive, maybe like a medium dive into Kelpies.
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So Kelpies are Scottish lore that often appear as black horses, but can appear as white horses as well. And wherever you are in the world, there's some counterpart. So in Australia there's the Bunyip in South America, the win, probably saying that wrong. Um, in Germanic mythology, you have the Nixie. It's very common to have some sort of demonic or evil horse or water spirit yeah and Kelpies love drowning their victims. A common theme is that many children climb onto the Kelpie's back and it'll ride into the depths of the water, and maybe one kid survives, but usually all the children die and their entrails are found by the shore. What? So that's how people know that the Kelpies took them because the kids are missing, but they find all their guts spilled on the shoreline.
1: Their remains. Oh my god. Evil.
0: But like, it's the story it says that the old man tells the guy kelpies can be shapeshifters which is true they can be shapeshifters they're just often appear as horses but in one story the kelpie takes the form of an old man sitting on a bridge and stitching some pants and in another story the kelpie is a man who appears behind a rider and attacks him and my mind just went what if The horse was just a horse. What if the horse was a horse and the old man was a Kelpie? The old man who saved the guy. What if he was a Kelpie and he was just doing this to get his trust? What if he just like used some horse or some other Kelpie buddy? What if it's a game to them? Is he just waiting to strike when the time is right? Is he just telling the guy about this stuff like oh you're gonna need like gunshots and stuff like that because he wants to get more people because more people to go because you know there's always gonna be those people who say oh that's not true i'm gonna go check it out for myself i mean so people go ghost hunting they either want to yeah. experience it or they're like no i'm a skeptic and i'm gonna prove this wrong yeah so that's where my mind went
1: everything is a conspiracy theory <laughs> i sit here and I, and i overthink like that like what if this what if that You never know.
0: Exactly. And I'm over here thinking, I'm like, my story's not scary, but it sent me into this rabbit hole. As I was like reading up on Kelpies, I came across a Scottish story about 100 years ago. A family was at the beach and there were children playing and the father set up his fancy new equipment because he wanted to take a picture of his family. And as he was taking a picture, a black stallion came running towards them and stopped in their frame. And it was really friendly. And the father, you know, he was really adventurous. And trying to be tough, and Macho hopped onto the back and began riding it up and down the shore. Oh, Oh, no. His wife and the children were just so happy and ecstatic. You know, like seeing their dad ride on this horse, on this wild horse was something really cool. And they were amused. They thought it was so funny that his dad, that their dad got wet once the horse started getting into the water. But quickly, their amusement turned to horror as they saw him pulled under the water and he was never seen again. There was no trace of the horse or the man. The only proof that there even was a horse was once they got the picture developed, it showed the two. It showed the man and the horse. But as time went on, the man and the horse began fading from the image. So they were saying that his soul was taken. Oh my god. Any mythical creature, you know, is trying to hide their existence. Yeah. So over time, picture's gonna fade. The image of the horse is gonna fade. The image of the kelpie is gonna fade, but the man, the dad, his image was fading too. And there they say it's because his soul was taken. Oh
1: my see, this is why you don't mess with stuff.
0: This is why you don't do stuff. This is why you stay inside your house. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago I went to go visit family. They live in an area where it's a lot of like fields, agriculture. So there's a lot of open rain or whatever. And we're going to go visit my uncle. He lives on like this highway that everybody takes. Mm -hmm. And on your way there, you cross this like little town. And it looks super like old school. Like you could tell that they need some upgrades. And it's like literally like a couple houses, a few stores. You see a little farm. And then that's it. And so we were driving by one of the little farms and I saw a whole bunch of like horses in the front and they were all black. And I told um I told Jazz, I told him, Look at all those black stallions. And he was like, Those are cows <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Oh, never mind. So as you're telling the story, I was thinking about that. The black stallions. They were cows. I don't know how I mixed up the two. They were all bits over. Oh my
0: God. I thought you were gonna say Look at all those chickens.
1: Chickens. Yeah. No, I was like, look at the black stallions. And he was like, those are cows. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, that's very interesting. Don't go after horses. Got
0: it. Don't go after anything. Just just stay home. Wild
1: horses. Yeah.
0: Just stay home. Don't leave your house. No, it's funny that you mentioned that because... Well, one, where we live now, it's a bunch of farms, a bunch of farms and a bunch of ranches. Today, we, you know, we we were driving around and, yeah, we saw a bunch bunch of animals. It was fine. It's normal. It's normal for us now to see it. But I've always loved cows. Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved cows. And it was this one time in high school where we were driving down to, I think it was like some It was a party for our family member, maybe a quinceañera or a 25th wedding anniversary. And we were crossing through literally middle of nowhere. We passed through a town that's population was like nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm like, we were going through villages, basically. And but it was the country, you know, and I kept saying, oh, look, a cow. Look, a cow. You know, being an annoying teenager, but I was excited to see the cows. And my sister was driving, and I remember she's just driving, and my parents start pointing out every single cow to one, make fun of me, yeah. and two because you know it's it's a long drive, it gives us something to do. Yeah. And then my sister is like, "Oh, look, a cow!" And she like swerves because she's like pointing to the cow, but she's driving. oh my
1: gosh, she's pointing to everyone's the-
0: like, "Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god."
1: And I imagine she was still a new driver at the time.
0: She was in college. Yeah. So still, it was within like probably five years of her having her license. Yeah. And so all of us were like, okay, we're not looking at the cows anymore. We're keeping our eyes on the road. And moral of the story, don't go after the cows either. Yeah. Don't go after horses. Yeah. Don't go after cows. Just, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't go after goats either.
1: Yeah. They're, um, they're crazy.
0: Well, yesterday we were at we were at a friend's house and they have some goats. Oh. I took Quinn over to go look at the goats. They were in their pen, so it was fine. And I'm just looking at them and they're just coming up and like being nosy, you know? And everything's fine. It's not a problem. And there's these other two goats that come up on us from like way over yonder. And it's crazy how quick your instincts kick in. hmm Because as soon as these goats came up to us, I grabbed her tighter... And I was like, "I need to get out of here." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "These goats are not good goats, the ones that came up on us, and they're coming up on us, and these are male goats, the ones that came up to us, they have yeah. their horns. and I just asked Gare, I was like, "Hey, are goats like dogs that when they have their heckles raised?" they're they're not happy they're a little on the aggressive side and he's like yeah and i'm like okay well i need to leave so like i'm walking away from them and gary's like oh that goat if he gets cornered he'll start headbutting and i am not about to have a goat headbutt me because it's they're not big goats they're not big but i'm carrying a baby and i'm pregnant and i'm like no thank you but as, yeah. soon as these goats came up on us one other goat inside the pen heckles raised right away
1: oh my god heckles
0: were raised and i'm like i'm getting away And as soon as we walked away, one of the goats that came up on us started headbutting another goat through the fence. And I'm like, Broski, stay away from the goats, too.
1: Yeah, just all animals, I guess.
0: Basically, just don't leave your house.
1: Yeah, I like that idea.
0: It's the moral of the story. Stay
1: inside. Don't go anywhere.
0: Yeah, last week it was messy houses save lives. This week, uh, stay inside. Stay inside and stay away from animals. Yes
1: hmm I agree. Well.
0: Oh, no, but you can't stay in how- inside because then old ladies- You're gonna see feet. old demons. Oh, my God. Well, we're, we're safe
1: we're... nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we are safe nowhere.
0: Oh, God. So, I guess- Yeah, see, I told you mine wasn't scary.
1: That's okay. I liked yours. I did not know that. I had no idea that was a thing.
0: I think next week. Yeah, next week we're doing- potpourri
1: tune in next week for a potpourri of topics
0: yeah it's just a free-for-all we'll just talk unspooky about. state of mind <laughs> well i know what i'm talking about next week for me it's not scary because mm-hmm. it's how I it's the story that I've grown up with that I've experienced my entire life yeah that was normal
1: okay I will find something
0: I remember when I tell this story to some people their eyes are just like the fuck like wide-eyed like that's terrifying but for me it wasn't terrifying It was just it's normal, so normal. It's yep so- yeah so maybe next week will be scary because last week i don't feel like my story was scary at all yeah el cucuy wasn't scary that's okay Kelpie wasn't scary but it just sent me into a deep dive because i really liked that story because then it got me thinking and then it started that is a
1: good story
0: set me down a rabbit hole about kelpies and then conspiracy theories about the man what if the man The old man that helped him out. What if he was the Kelpie? So that's where I went. And I feel like your stories last week with your freaking gnomes.
1: (laughs) My story was inspiring. You went and you bought one.
0: I did buy a gnome. I did. It's cute. I like it. He's a creepy gnome, but it's okay. Alrighty. And then this week, it's... Mine was no sleep because I'm not sleeping because I'm deep diving and going down a rabbit hole of conspiracy (laughs) theories and folklore. Yours is no sleep because I'm fucking terrified. I'm shitting my pants. I had chills the entire time you were telling me the story.
1: Yeah, I I think we're doing a good job then.
0: (laughs) Trying to get a good balance.
1: Yeah, seriously. Well, All right, then we will tune in next week. Talk about random topics.
0: Maybe Jasmine will have something happier.
1: We'll see about that. And if anybody has any tips on improving my storytelling skills, I'm all ears please and thank
0: you Or mine too thanks our email is spooky at gmail.com and then you can also find us on instagram spooky state of mind i feel like i'm such an animated person so my storytelling comes from my hands and my face and my expression and face
1: yes I know, I, I, took a, I know when i
0: was in college i took an asl class and my professor was deaf And I remember one time apologizing because my signing was a little sloppy and I really had to, I struggled and I had to like think about things. And then he was like, no, like your face is good. Like it is perfect. And I was like, oh, okay.
1: You do what you're supposed to.
0: I'm doing what I'm expressive. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how that translates into audio. That's
1: okay. We'll get this. We just need practice.
0: Yeah, and hopefully next week is better because I am a little congested today.
1: Yeah, we're both a little under the weather, it seems. But that's all right.
0: Yeah, I'm over. I'm going to have to cut out all the from this episode. Oh, you're telling
1: me? Have you heard my laughs? It is not static. It's me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alrighty.
1: Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode and tune in next week
0: for some more spooky tales. Yep. All right. Stay spooky.
1: Stay spooky.
0: Bye.